Thanks very much, um, Benson, for for being the speaker today, and thanks everyone for for attending. Um, so the very current topic, uh, which has been changing, and uh, and there have been recent developments even since we sent out the announcement, is uh, is today's um, uh, company we're going to cover um, and the events surrounding it. That is uh, GameStop. So um, with that, you know, very brief introduction, uh, Benson, I will let you take it from here. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, Johan. So um, I decided to talk about this because everybody's talking about it. And um, it's also a very, I would say, prominent example of how the whole new networked world and the digital economy is changing you know, things that we thought we knew so well into something that is very bizarre and very um, extremely surprising, okay? Um, so that's why I wanted to talk about this today, which is that, um, you know, stock exchange is nothing more um, familiar for all of us. And what has happened in the last, I would say, two, three weeks on GameStop really... Um, got people thinking and everybody's talking about it. So I'll put in my uh, two cents worth and why I think that anything, when you cross it with the internet today, something is almost like, you know, you change the DNA and some new, whether you call it the beast or the new, you know, species comes out of it. So with that, I will start. And before everything else, I would also say, um, I, Asked Mr. X, okay, I won't tell you who Mr. X is, but um, Mr. X is a good friend, um, and he uh, gave me a lot of tips on what to talk about today. So, uh, so you know, what I'm going to say today, a lot of it came from Mr. X, but I'm not going to tell you who he is. He will remain nameless because he is one of the uh, most successful top, um, I would say, securities trader. In Hong Kong. He used to be the head of trading um, in one of the uh, one of the big uh, financial, one of the biggest, put it this way, uh, financial institutions um, uh, based out of Hong Kong. So I naturally asked him, you know, what, what the hell is this? What the hell is happening? And so today, a lot of the uh, comments, I guess, on the, on the financial trading side came from him. And then on the technology, the as I say, the network side on the other stuff came from me. So with that, um, I'll just launch in. I'll assume everybody knows about the GameStop thing, you know, and so therefore I'm not going to talk about what actually happened. But I would say um, the number one thing that Mr. X told me was that it's a watershed event in his mind. Um, as a professional who has been working in the stock market. Um, and he said, quote, unquote, he said, um, the entire ecosystem on the financial market has changed. And the most important thing he said was that Wall Street is no longer at the top of the food chain. It used to be fact that these uh, funds, these you know, um, hedge funds and all that, they were the uh, masters of the universe. 
because they have all the information advantage, they have all the volume, they have all the technology, and they have all the brains, so to speak. And that's why they used to basically, as the top of the food chain, as the lion in the, uh, in the neighborhood, they just basically made a killing, okay? He actually believes that what this seminal event has represented is that a lot of what used to work, what he called old school, is not working anymore. And the power has shifted to the retail. Because if you look at the volume, sheer volume of uh, trading in uh, GameStop per day, um, it, it's basically almost the number one. And that means that there's so many people who are actually, in a sense, joining that mob. Um, I think with, <laughs> I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you're talking about billion dollars of trading. It's just crazy. And for a few days, it was number one on, uh, on the uh, stock exchange in the US. And if you imagine how big that is, I actually just asked a few people in China, in Hong Kong, in other places, in Singapore and so on. Guess what? Quite a few have put in a bit of order into that. So this is not several, but this is probably millions of tiny little investors who are all just uh, almost like sort of uh, the ant killing the, uh, the elephant. So that's the number one thing that I think really is very, very interesting. I think this is also, um, so the game has changed. And in fact, if you ask me, if you look at traditional finance and in the internet, I've always been saying that the, uh, the game has changed very quietly. And I, I saw it firsthand when I was at Fidelity. Uh, Fidelity is a you know, uh, stock picking proactive manager. And we believe that with enough research, you can create enough um, sort of beta and sometimes alpha. And, but I think in the last 10 years, we have seen what the internet, the information advantage has really, really tipped so much so that they are not the biggest power because if a frenzy like what happened with GameStop, they are not the biggest uh, game in town. So I think the whole thing is happening and that's why the whole financial service with internet is changing that. So that's number one, I want to say. Number two is of course, uh, regulation is a big problem now. Regulation in the sense that how the hell do you regulate a social network? where it was basically somebody said something. There's no insider information, there's nothing. It was just somebody who made a comment. Unless you say that you can't make any comments, which is impossible. It means that uh, a lot of the so-called market manipulation regulations, all the other things, it's gonna be much tougher for, um, for the regulators to try to regulate. You can't gag everyone. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, the moral hazards of Robin Hood stopping everything after the fact, when clearly no rules perhaps has been broken, you know, that is so difficult. And the third one, of course, is that this is what I call the, um, the complete dichotomy of the speed, okay? Regulation financial services work at the speed of months, you know, even if they're smart, it may be days. Whereas the frenzy you're seeing spiking up 
is basically you're talking light speed, okay, light speed. So light speed on one, and shall we say snail's pace or, or let's say human speed on the other one. And clearly it's just completely creating a, a big um, disharmony in the system. And that's why the system is just basically telling you that it, it's not working. So that's why you have the feedback that this, this price going up is exactly like a feedback in a uh, stereo system. And the other big thing, of course, is that uh, Mr. X was saying, you know, whoever is doing the uh, compliance and the internal risk control should really should, should be fired because it's, it's a very clear, you know, candidate for a uh, for short squeeze as far as he is concerned. And he was saying that if, if if he sees something that egregious out there, he would just pilot. And so that one is another thing that he was saying. And also, you know, in a sense, again, it's about the speed. The volatility gets bigger and bigger, meaning the speed goes so much faster. You can be sitting on something very, very comfortable and within almost like seconds or hours or days, you're in crisis mode. And, uh, you know, um, and, and the hedge fund basically is bankrupt in almost a week. Um, I, I heard from my friend that the, um, I forgot the name of the owner of the, uh, of the hedge fund. Literally those days when the whole thing, when the shit hits the fan, he was out there finishing his newly bought, um, you know, super apartment. Uh, in New York, and so he was his he, his eye was off the ball just just for a few days, thinking that you know nothing is going to happen, and this comes, and that's how extreme the volatility and how you can just literally kill such a um, a big fund in just a few days. So so that's that's the second thing, the volatility itself, and um, and this is also fascinating. So. On this second point about the volatility, um, other than what Mr. X said about on the financial side, I would also put my comment, which is when you see a spike like this, okay, this is classic digital network, okay? Um, in the past, if you study tele telecommunication, and we did a lot of that, Telecommunication is the first generation digital networks. And compared to in the past, anything else was entirely physical. So these are what we call analog networks. The difference between analog networks is they go, go up slow, much slower than digital because the digital network feedback loop, just like what you hear on the stereo, is light speed. So that's why the spike spikes up. Um, and so these are the dynamics that we see, which are very different in, in digital networks versus analog networks. So that's why I say that with the prevalence of digital network, and we're now talking about digital economy, you will start to see a lot more volatility. And it's nothing to do with anything else. It's pure physics, okay? It's pure physics. And the scary thing about the volatility is that if you study telecom, you study that spike, okay? That spike has no limits, okay? 
meaning that that's why telecom networks are designed for only a certain um, threshold. And if it ever spikes beyond that, it will just it will just collapse. So that's why every now and then you'll find internet or whatever it is, for no reason, somehow it, it just collapses. So that's why for digital network, what we need to do is we need to contain it, take it out of the system and back it up and have a, uh, have a backup on it. So this is, so digital networks are very, very different from analog networks. So what I'm also saying is that digital economy will be very, very different from analog economy. And a lot of the logic, the business logic, the financial logic that you use to apply on analog network, which is a different, it's a physical, you use, it's a different physical species compared to digital. You just have to use different stuff. And, and this, is, this is becoming, um, I guess, the symptom is this uh, volatility. Um, on this point, I would also say, this is actually for me, uh, when I talked to Mr. X, I said, yeah, exactly. And I said, you know what? This is the second red card that the, uh, the stock exchange has told us about how different digital network is. The first red card actually came, I don't know whether people remember, but I would say 10, 15 years ago, remember the flash crash of NASDAQ where one day for no reason, because of program trading, the whole thing just collapsed, okay? Um, and a lot of people at that point was also uh, wondering about it. My gut feel back then was that something happened and this is perhaps the first ever um, red card in the world, in the physical world of what truly a digital network can change the dynamics. And um, so that's why I studied that one a lot because I think that is very, very important. And the way that I described that one on the NASDAQ was to say, it's like your Excel spreadsheet, right? And I'm sure you have all used one before. And sometimes when you make a mistake, there's a feedback loop, right? It's a forever looping computation and the whole spreadsheet just goes into an infinite loop and never stops um, until it crashes, okay? Uh, sometimes it, it, it basically goes into a divergence type solution, therefore it, it stops. That was exactly what happened on NASDAQ. Um, the scary part of course is that for a spreadsheet, you know, okay, you made a mistake, you change it. For NASDAQ, you, you, you're talking about billions of dollars. And for, for a system that is not built for that without the right sort of, um, in a sense, the, 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 the circuit breakers and all that, this can be potentially uh, very dangerous, just like in this case. So that's the second part about the um, volatility. The third part that Mr. X also said about is that he thinks is that what people do not appreciate is how derivatives drive a lot of seemingly um, simple stocks. You know, GameStop is just a stock of a retail company. How difficult can that be, right? 
Um, you can go through the fundamentals, you can research it, and you can say with quite a good confidence what is top and bottom range. And yet, because of all the ability to sell short, the ability to buy options, sell options, derivatives, um, it basically completely changes the, um, the pricing dynamics. And so he is saying that actually this is something that he has been trading in and out of all the time because there are um, clearly um, discords, mismatches, which is just a big chance to make money. Um, and he is saying that, um, you know, just like Warren Buffett in the past was saying that derivatives is the, uh, is the, um, is the um, weapon of mass destruction. Uh, he also said that, but he, he didn't say that it's a weapon of mass destruction, but what he did say is that derivatives is almost hidden and yet um, it, can, it can change so many things uh, in our lives. Uh, closer to home, uh, I'm sure everybody remembered in the 208 saga when a lot of people got killed by uh, the accumulator, a private, a private banking type product. Accumulator is basically a fancy type of derivative and it basically killed off one big family. Um, and uh, so again, I mean, this is the third point that he made that uh, people don't realize that our day-to-day -day lives that we live very, very simply is driven by derivatives world. And uh, what he is also looking at is that he is saying that he have never seen such volatility um, in, in almost any stock. And so that's why he said that GameStop is a game changer because of the volatility and the, and the sort of, it's so many standard deviations away from norm. And uh, so that's why it's, um, it's, it's, it's game changing for him. So those are the three things that he said. Um, and for me, I think on the third point on the derivatives, it gets back to the same, which is that the analogy within um, our technology world is the feedback loop, um, which is that when you start to have feedback loops, that's when the original price of or the original asset compared to the derivative of it, compared to the second derivative and third derivative, they all feed back to each other. Um, and that's when things get very, very funky. Um, and in the past, with the physical world, you can't really do that very easily, but with digital, because everything is a signal and you can create a sign curve, you can create a, uh, you know, other curves and, and they can all interconnect through the computation and through the signal. So that's why, in a sense, uh, derivatives is becoming the norm. Uh, derivative signals is becoming the norm in, uh, in the digital world as well. So these are the three big points. Um, the next few things I'm going to talk about is the physics and how, you know, everybody talks about technology, that it's data, it's computation, it's networks, it's digital, okay? And actually, the more I look at it, the more I realize that a lot of the things that we learn as a civil engineer, whether it's systems, is uh, what we call system dynamics. We talk about physics and other things. They are all now very, very relevant. In fact, it is very relevant for even investors. For example, 
Um, that's the one thing is, is a term I call signal to noise ratio. Okay. Now signal to noise ratio in the case of GameStop is it started off with a company whose price is only about what? 12, 13, $15. Okay. That's the signal because that signal is based on fundamentals and stuff like that. That's the signal. And then thereafter, it got overwhelmed by $400 of noise, okay? Now, this is a very extreme case where the noise is, is clear, and you can say which is the signal and which is the noise, okay? Now, the problem a lot of times is that I see because of the digital world, because of the explosion of information, and because they all feedback and uh, in interact with each other. Take the example of venture capital, okay? Now, when a company raises Series B or Series C at a billion dollar valuation, is that a frenzy or is that a truly good company? Which part is the noise and which part is the signal? Does it matter? Does it not? Okay. Um, and so that's something that we think a lot about. I think a lot about, which is that how much of that is just noise, meaning that this is just a feedback loop in the social networks. It's just a systemic error. For example, in, um, in, the, uh, in the venture capital world um, or private equity world, less so, but venture capital world, definitely, Marcus, um, is that early companies are almost entirely options. The value is very low. If you look at same time, the actual value of the company is very low, but you're mostly buying options. Guess what? It's the future. Guess what? There's nothing to be based out of it. Guess what? It looks ridiculously like derivatives, okay? So that's why I say that um, the signal to noise ratio is something that we look a lot as a VC myself, okay? Which, which of it is signal and which of it is noise? Just because somebody did a Series B at a certain price doesn't mean anything to me. And a lot of people forget about that because um, it's like making an approximation. You know, in the old days when we we're civil engineer, we say, okay, you know what? The value of this is 10, right? He was, oh, okay, so it's 10. As an engineer, I cringe because I said, you only told me half the story. You said 10, but what is the error rate? Okay, in civil engineering, we always ask 10 plus or minus how much? Okay, if it's plus or minus 0 0.1, which is usually what people expect in the physical world, 10 is good enough. That's why you don't ask about that. But in civil engineering, um, a lot of times you say 10 plus or minus 3. Whoa, okay. Imagine it is how much uh, reinforcement rebars inside concrete. You know, you get it that wrong, you can become unsafe sometimes. In this case, in the GameStop case, what you're saying is that the value is 16 plus or minus 400. <laughs> so, so 16 means nothing. But what about the 400? So which one is the truth? Which one is not? You know, um, so these are the things that, that we start to think about when we are investing as technology is these are the things that our other investors don't think about. So this is where we have an edge. The second thing is that because everything is networked now, whether it's a bank, you know, who becomes an internet bank, whether it's uh, e-commerce becoming, uh, I mean, sort of retail becoming e-commerce, uh, 
they all have a feedback loop. Okay, they all have a feedback loop. Now, feedback loop is not always bad. Sometimes it's good. Okay, when when you have a product and everybody loves it, just like recently you may have heard of an app called Clubhouse, that is a very positive feedback loop. Okay, so. Using the feedback loop is not something that you think about in the physical world. So this is something that we think a lot about. How can we tap into positive feedback loop? Something that we can really leverage up. Okay, and this is a very strange form of leverage that doesn't exist in the static physical world. In this, we call very dynamic networked world. Uh, feedback loop is a type of uh, positive leverage that you can use. Uh, the third thing that we say is that is even more fascinating in in pricing is that everybody in classic supply demand you know economic theory um, the supply curve and demand curve intersect at one point and so there's always one unique price equilibrium okay that is stable that is the fundamental sort of uh, underpinning of almost entirely about pricing theory, about capital asset pricing uh, um, model, about the way you price risk and so on. What we learn in civil engineering and dynamic systems is, since Mohammed is there, is like the price of oil. Price of oil is a classic complex system. Most people don't understand it, but Oil actually has multiple equilibriums at any one point. It can be $12, it can be $20, it can be $100. All three, if you put it near there, it will start to gravitate around that. That's why a lot of times oil, oil never goes gradually. It always suddenly, boom, goes to another equilibrium. And this is a classic complex system, okay? So, and when you have three equilibrium prices in oil, you start to have instability because any geopolitical political thing somehow on that day measured with some social network somewhere else, boom, the two together just disturbs it into another equilibrium. And now, so this is what we call the far from equilibrium type situations, the non-linear, uh, computation and the dynamic things. So these are, again, what you would start to expect in network uh, situations. And so um, complex things like that, the other complex things is actually um, foreign exchange. It's very, very complex uh, with a lot of feedback loops. Um, but nowadays, even simple things like a single stock or a new app have, because of the feedback loop, this and this same instability and far from equilibrium. And this is also something that we watch a lot because uh, again, when you realize that it's not just two equation with a unique price, then you realize that um, there's a lot more that you need to analyze. It's not just the, the supply and demand curve assumes you can just analyze the company statically, okay? Without outside uh, influence. But a dynamic system means that, you know, a, a company doesn't exist by itself. 
it is a product of its market, a product of its country, and whatever happens to be happening out there. And right now, it's interacting so quickly at light speed that you can't just analyze the company. So that's why, for example, for us, what we do is that we analyze the company, we then analyze the competitive landscape around it, and then we also start to think about the ecosystem. And what we look for is something that is stable in all fronts. Okay, somehow it's a it's a somewhat rarer case where in all three situations it still points to that, shall we say, successful or up, you know, uptrend type company. So again, these are things that I want to talk about because you will see this much more as the economy turns much more network economy, and you'll start to arrive in very very strange places where it looks very very um, unique. And you, you, you know, I'm sure you'll be saying, "Oh, Benson, come on! Where else can it come from? Can I also point to another place that it it is right in front of us? Look at the voting in almost every single country, everywhere. Okay, why is there so many problems? It's because of that feedback loop um, and this instability of who gets more than fifty percent of the, it. It's just shifting like this because. Because of the way you can, you know, somebody like Facebook can can shift the, uh, the the social media and the social temperaments and everything else almost hour by hour. So that's why it jumps around, and and so it's almost like who wins the election. It depends on literally on that second where that thing is. So if you're lucky, it just happens to be on your side. If you're unlucky, it's on the other side. And unfortunately, it's going to change almost hourly. And as the internet become even more connected, I think first of all, it's not four years. Okay, it's not even a month. Uh, if you look at all the campaign, it's probably within a week. That's how much they want to change it. And I think going forward, it will be by the day, by the hour, by the minute, by the second. Guess what? It becomes. Uh, we have an engineering term for that. It's called stochastic. Stochastic means not only is it dynamic, it is chaotic. So chaotic that it's almost impossible to uh, to predict. So so again, so that's why we say that going forward, we are looking at a very strange economy, with, with where you need very different um, uh, equations. Just like when we were doing civil engineering, a static building and a dynamic building, we uh, we use very different formulas to calculate them. But unfortunately, right now. I would say in the whole financial sector, in all the pricing and investing, everybody is still what I call in the Newtonian phase, uh, the Einsteinian relativity, the much more complex uh, equations and all that is not there yet, and that is why we are so, in a sense, that's why we say that GameStop is such a big thing. Uh, do watch it because I think this is going to be uh, fascinating.